Good morning, and welcome to this week's episode of Room to Breathe. It's a piece called, And This Too is True. And it's a story about the last few months of my mom's life before she passed away in 2020. And my sister and I were taking care of her 24-7. And it is an exploration of the wild range of emotions I was feeling at that time. There was, of course, uh, the heartache and the grief and the sorrow at what she was going through and where we were headed, and the love and the compassion and the tenderness that I felt, the honor that I felt in being able to care for her. But there was also the piece that we don't talk about, the piece that was the anger, the resentment, the frustration, the getting there each morning and feeling as though I was trapped and my life was passing me by. And I think it is so important to be able to voice all of that, to be able to express not just the compassion piece, the piece that everybody approves of, but the parts that we are ashamed to confess to, the parts that are those darker emotions. But really, it's only if we give ourselves permission to feel that range that we can actually get through those incredibly painful times. So here is permission to feeling it all. I give you, and this too is true. What is true? I'm struggling with this one. Some truths are easier to accept than others. Some are a surprise. Some come upon me like eyes awakening, a big, oh, like turning a corner and there it is, true. Some I simply step into, they've always been, no question, no doubt. Some are there, but distorted by so much that I can't discern them, or they are all true at the same time. Sometimes I lose what truth even means. It is a crooked line I can't straighten. And sometimes it is true in that moment, but only in that moment. But perhaps instead of jumping into the middle of the sea with seeking the truth, I begin with a puddle, my mother. Meal time. We have our routine. Is it breakfast? or brunch. By the time we get going with lifting, nudging, pushing, prodding, begging to get her upright, it is hard to tell. Most mornings she is deep down, deep, and it is nearly impossible to wake her. But then on to standing. She uses her walker now, no longer fights it. But I can't help her unless she helps me. I say it in French. Il faut que tu m'aides. Je ne veux pas te porter. And as we count to three, one, two, three, we rise together. As she finds her balance and we make our way towards the bathroom, one slow step at a time. She stands stooped over, her head pulled towards the ground. Is it to see where she is going? Or is it that the effort of standing tall is just too much? 
more slow steps to the bathroom. There, she lets go of her walker and reaches out towards the towel bar. A daring young man on his flying trapeze as she releases one and reaches for the other. She keeps mumbling, Je vais tomber, je vais tomber, I'm going to fall. No, ma, I've got you. I turn her in tiny increments, like clock hands moving from 12 to 3, as she releases that bar and turns towards the toilet grips now. We have bars she can hold everywhere. And sometimes I am premature in lowering her diaper. Depends are a whitewashed word for what they really are. Diapers. Pretending it isn't what it is. This morning they must weigh a good couple of pounds, sodden from the night, and I lower them only halfway before she starts to pee. It is quite the feat to get her situated, so that when she starts we can get her to the bowl in time. But this time I'm off and it trickles to the floor. Je m'excuse. I'm sorry. It's okay, ma. It's only water. My heart aches at her apology. Showers are dangerous these days, too. So I sponge her down, top first, drying her off as I go, then on down to the bottom. The warm days are welcome so that she doesn't get chilled. They call it a whore's bath, what I give her. It's where you focus on the critical areas, under arms, between legs, wiping her face, the sleep from her eyes. There are these folds on her body, rather like an elephant's, her belly where we need to lift and wash, and under breasts, each a different size from her double duty with breast cancer. And of course, between her legs, that most private of places. I try to keep it matter-of-fact, as if it's no big deal. And I guess I've gotten used to it now. It's amazing what we can get used to. Sometimes my sister and I do this together, one on each side of her. It definitely has brought us closer. There was one day we roared with laughter when we had our mom sandwiched between us. She had the front and I had the back. And I couldn't believe that I was kneeling there facing my mom's bottom, my hands on her hips, keeping her upright. But I don't always laugh. There are days when I want to break things, scream at her for being so helpless, furious that I have to wipe her like a baby, raging at the universe for this road I am on. And that, too, is true. My mom passed away almost two years ago. And as hard as this period of life was, and it was miserably hard, I am grateful to have been there with her. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Room to Breathe. It is truly a pleasure to be able to share these pieces with you. And if they spoke to you, hopefully you will follow along and join me for the next one. And if so inspired, please share these with your friends. Have a wonderful day.